Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Woolahan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode, and some that make no sense whatsoever. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. That's right, I'm going to kill that bitch, Rain. I'm the Reckless Treasure Boy! I'm the one who seeks. So welcome <gasps> to our first ever anime episode yeah, the, of Stay Doomed. We have done Elf Princess Rain from 1995, yes. which ran two episodes. Now, when you say it ran two episodes, it what was, exactly does that mean? Because I know that the rules are a little bit different in Japan. So this was actually an OVA, which is an original video animation. Uh, this was direct-to-video. Okay. Which didn't have the connotation that direct-to-video has in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S., direct-to-video means it kind of sucks. Yeah, like all the Disney sequels and such. Yeah. And um, in this, it was not dishonorable to be sent to video. Okay. Like, it was actually more prestigious to be sent to video. Okay. Uh, but they only ended up being able to make two. Okay. So this is two, the two-episode run of Elf Princess Rain, and before we get into it, let's pour one out. All right, what on earth is that thing? All right, so I have what I have declared the Go-fashioned old-fashioned. Go is our hero in this story, and as we will discuss, he has a bunch of treasure hunting uh, books and ancient texts that he kind of misunderstands. Okay. So to make a go-fashioned, old-fashioned, look up the uh, ingredients for uh, an old-fashioned, and then just improvise the best you can. Don't go out and buy stuff. Just try to figure it out as best you can. So an old-fashioned, you start with a teaspoon of sh- or half a teaspoon, rather, of sugar, which I have, then three dashes of bitters, we don't actually own bitters. We do not. So I looked into like what usually goes into bitters, and it's usually like a compression of a bunch of spices and stuff like that over weeks. I didn't have weeks. So I just threw in a dash of pumpkin pie spice, mm-hmm. a little bit of coffee, and some uh, Nesquik. Oh. Uh, then I added a teaspoon of water, and then you mix that up until it's a nice solution. Throw some ice on it. Two ounces of bourbon, which I used my my uh, Jim Bean, which I love so much. And then you're supposed to garnish it with an orange peel, and you rub the orange peel around so the oils of the orange peel get on it. We, we don't have any oranges. We didn't have any orange, but we did have an orange-flavored gummy octopus. That's covered in sour sugar. Yep. Oh, that's in your drink. Yeah, so this is a go-fashioned, old-fashioned, since go doesn't know how to, like interpret things correctly so it's kind of just i can see the together. coffee grinds yeah there's some coffee grinds just floating around That's with disgusting. i haven't taken a sip of this yet here we go <laughs> so you didn't make it to no, taking no, before, a sip of it before i get into it i do want to say that in proper old-fashioned uh <laughs> fashion 
<laughs> I rubbed the orange peel along the end. You mean of the, the gummy cup. octopus? But in this case, it's a gummy octopus, so I just tasted sour the minute I touched the glass. But that's all right. Um, it's not bad. It, it tastes like I uh, lessened some good Jim Bean, <laughs> but there's nothing like inherently wrong with it. So uh, for my drink, I made a, uh, I call it the Takarata Sisters. Okay. Because Go has a seemingly endless number of identical pink haired sisters. Right. Uh, so I made a pink drink uh, in honor of... All of those pink-haired sisters. Yes. It is a strawberry lemonade with banana rum. Why banana rum? Because we had it. Oh, and it was right. in And it, um, it, it's something that seemed like it would complement. I wanted to go for the pink. Gotcha. Uh, sometimes with these drinks, I go for the aesthetic and then try to make something that will work. Gotcha. Oh, that's delightful. Oh, is it? Yes. Mm, I'll take a little sip of yours here. <laughs> yeah, that is that is good. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, that's... Mm. It's very desserty and like sweet and stuff. You want to try mine? No. Okay. Uh, I don't like bourbon. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Do you like things with coffee grinds floating in them? No. Oh. I mean, because I actually had the thought when you were adding pumpkin pie spice and Nesquik, like everything you added to that drink was mine. Yeah. And there was a point where I was like, is he going to just make this like a pumpkin spice old fashioned? Because I could be down for that. Mm-hmm. It's really not bad. Yeah. I just, I'm a little jealous of your drink. It's, but you like bourbon. And I, I like bourbon, so, um, yeah. So, mine is so banana. I, I use the banana rum and not the 99 bananas, but it tastes very banana-y. Yeah, it's very good. It's very banana runt-ish, but I, I used strawberry lemonade vitamin water, not real strawberry lemonade. Oh. So the, the taste of the strawberry lemonade probably easily overshadowed. Mm, yes. Uh, and uh, I will say that uh, two two important notes. At one point, you may hear me eat a gummy octopus, and uh, this is mostly just liquor. So this yeah. might this might be a sloppy podcast. Oh no! Uh, I should be able to hold down the fort. All right, then let's jump into it. Okay, so uh, we have Go, who he thinks he's going to be the next Indiana Jones, right? And we encounter him on what appears to be a field trip. Yes. And he's he he's trying to find this treasure. Yes, uh, I believe he he's got like that black hair with green accents to it. Yeah, which I believe is very close to the character from My Hero Academia. Potentially, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that up very quickly here. Yeah, he looks a lot like the character from My Hero Academia in that like his hair's not green; it's black. But there's, like, green hints into it. Yeah, like, when the light reflects off it, it's green. Yeah. And he is on a field trip. And we're going to try to break this down, because it's confusing. He's on a field trip in this garden, where he's looking for this certain tile that is in this temple. Yes. Because he believes it's the key to a treasure. Yes. As he is searching, he is attacked by an old man. Yes. Because he technically is a thief. Yeah, he's trespassing and thieving. Uh, Then this pink-haired woman with a spear attacks him. Yes. Only to reveal that it is his sister. One of his numerous sisters. But we don't know how numerous they are at this point. Yeah. And... 
she's kind of just like, go with it. Like, I'm not actually going to kill you. This is me getting you out of here. Yes. So he pretends, she pretends to attack him all while this other girl with big round Milo Satch glasses. Mari. Is watching. Mm -hmm. That's Mari. And she's kind of the one that's got a crush on Go. So Go has to like flee this situation. Yes. And he runs and he jumps over like a railing to reveal that the park they're in Mm -hmm. is on top of a skyscraper. Yeah, it's like a rooftop park. So now he is falling to his death. Yes. And no one cares. Well, we find out why no one cares pretty quickly because the next thing that happens is he does meet a small naked pixie yeah, inside he, the building. He grabs on a ledge. Yeah. And meets a small naked I, I believe they say fairy and not yes. pixie. Uh and that's Rain. Yes. The elf princess the elf of princess. the title. Oh, so she's an elf, <laughs> I guess. They call her a fairy a lot. Um, Very confusing right off the bat. <laughs> and then, so he's, she's naked, he's falling off a building, they're just kind of talking about it. Sweet is cooked round and chewy. On a hungry lake sometimes, okie dokie. A monkey suck, looking back occasionally and rest. Scallion? <laughs> Beef scallion? <laughs> and an elf! And he's rescued by... Uh, a pink-haired girl who is identical to the first one. Yes. Who's in a mecha? Who, yeah, who's in, like, this mech airplane with hands yeah. that catches him because she's in charge of the fire department? Yes. <laughs> and then she also turns out to be one of his sisters as well. Yes. So, like, I want to just, like, really stress, we're, like, three minutes in. Yeah. And they're just kind of throwing these characters at us. Like, there's no, like, we didn't get really a read on anyone's personality. No, we know Go's an idiot. We know Go's an idiot. Like, he's not that slick thief, like, he's not, like, a loop in the third. Yeah, he's he's not Indiana Jones. He's not, he's not even Star-Lord. Who's like a doofus, but is a good thief. Mm -hmm. He's just a doofus. He's just dumb. But like, everything seems to be working out. Like, the fact that he falls off a building and it's just kind of like, oh, Oh, here we go again. Like, he he never feels like, well, this this has been a mistake and I will die. It's just kind of cheeky shenanigans the whole time. Yep. Uh, So like... This is like three minutes in, and it's already so confusing. I believe I paused it here and looked at you and was just like, what just happened? Yeah, and I don't have a lot of notes from the beginning, like the first couple of minutes, because I'm trying to pull up names of characters. Right. Because for me, when I'm taking notes, it's very, very difficult to not have character names, because then I have to go like, main guy, main guy's friend, and it takes forever to type out. I just, I find it very interesting that the way that this show is presenting itself, our first character we meet is Go. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that we know that the show is called Elf Princess Rain, you kind of think there's going to be a princess. But we start with Go. The next character we see is an old man that we don't really 
see again? I think we kind of do. I'm not sure if the old man we see later is this character. He is not. Okay, so yeah, we do not see this guy. Because this is like the priest who like tends the sacred site, who's the first person we see. Yeah, this is making a very weird like opening statement to us. Yes. Uh, and and I, I will I will rail on that a little bit more after we get through the first episode. So, um, so now we kind of have this thing of the next thing we find is like the opening title sequence, which is bizarre. And yes. this ti- the title of this episode is like the Reckless Treasure Boy. Yes, which I found very funny. <laughs> um, and then like we go to a scene with new characters. We meet uh, Takuma, who has. Gravity-defying blue hair. Yes. But it's constantly falling in his face. And he speaks select... Oh, something about Rain that's important is that she speaks English, but gibberish English. Yes. She's speaking a different language, but it is words that we as Americans or English speakers know, Mm -hmm. but they don't really make sense. Yeah, it's like, you know... Bacon Santa note cube. But there are also times where it like it kind of switches. And I think we're supposed to understand what she's saying, but then get the message that Go doesn't understand. Yes, it does. There are times where we do understand her, but Go doesn't. Right. So a very confusing concept to get across. Yes. And a very incorrect way to do it by having it be actual words. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to mention that that's the case because Takuma also speaks this way. Yes. But he's not an elf or a princess or a fairy or whatever. He's just a dude. And the only one who seems to understand him is Haruki. Yes. Who is yet another one of Ghost's sisters. Sisters. Yeah, because there's this... The way I, I would describe whenever this character... What's what his name again? Haruki? Uh, no, Haruki is her. I'm He's sorry. Takama. Takama. Anytime Takama talks... Takuma, excuse me. I'm sorry, Takuma talks. Anytime Takuma talks, it's like a scene from Guardians in the Galaxy with Groot. Where Takuma just says a bunch of gibberish. And then the character he's speaking to understands it and just ends up repeating it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's like... Apparently you're aware of the data, sir, and you'll report it to the president? Very good, sir. And you'll probably want me to file an official complaint with the fire department? Along with a petition for a reasonable fine, considering it was an unauthorized operation? Gotcha, Bagoose! This way the audience still gets the information. Right. But he's still, like... It's a weird choice to do this. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, it, I used to read Guardians of the Galaxy comics, and it was my least favorite thing to just see, I am Groot, I am Groot, and then a speech bubble of this character repeating it. Because if you understood them, like, you wouldn't just say their words back to them. Right. Like, this is such a weird choice. Because, like, they do do it well sometimes with Guardians of the Galaxy, where, like, he goes, I am Groot. And then, like, Star-Lord will go, watch your mouth. Yeah, it's the difference between how Groot is usually written versus how R2-D2 is usually written. Yeah. Like, R2-D2, you understand what 
R2-D2 is saying based off of the context yeah. of what is the reply is. Not that I'm just repeating your words back in a different language. Rant over. <laughs> oh, we got to mention Rocket Raccoon and R2-D2 in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got two of the three R's. Mm-hmm. The other is Riverdale. Don't know how I'm going to cram that it, one It'll show up, I'm sure. No idea how I'm going to cram Riverdale into this one. Um... So all we establish about him is that he's vain and that he speaks another dialect that we don't know whether it's the same as Princess Rain mm-hmm. or if he's just in his own world. But we also establish that Haruki can understand him. Yeah. My immediate thought is, oh, this is going to be the guy that translates for Elf Princess Rain. That's not what happens. And at this point, we have no idea how this person connects to the characters we've just met. So then, like, Wirt goes home, or whatever passes for his home, and we establish that his parents are absent, because they're explorers themselves, and he wants to make them proud. Which is This his is whole- Go's family. Yes. Yes. Which is his whole um, motivation for wanting to be an explorer, is that he wants to, like, make his parents proud. Yes. And he's with Mari, who is yes. his best friend. Uh, she's the one with the giant glasses. And... Like, Mari's a little jealous of Rain because Go is from the word Go. Ha, 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 ha. Obsessed with her. Yeah. And at this point, Mari, like, he also is the very classic, like, uh, fanboy. Mm -hmm. And he's got tons of toys all over his room. Yeah. And Mari liberates an outfit. Or, excuse me, Rain liberates an outfit from from one one of of his dolls. Yeah. And he was like, you look great in that outfit. And I'm like, she is six inches tall, homeboy. Like, chill. Yeah, it's an anime, so there's a lot of boobs. Uh, Yeah, we do see a fair amount of chest. Yes. Uh, And this is when I first notice this occurrence. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you picked this up. This entire scene takes place with Go facing away, looking through books, Mm -hmm. trying to find information about the fairy he found, while Mari reads a book... I'll bet I'm really the reincarnation of some famous legendary warrior! Wait a minute. That would mean I'm not a human being. Maybe I was raised by aliens. Hey, go! What about the nymph? Yes. So she's like facing camera holding a book. The entire purpose of this is to get around the hardest part of animation. Do you know what the hardest part of animation is? Mouth's moving. Mouth's moving. So the book is covering her mouth and Go is facing away. And almost a good deal of this is a still image. I did not notice that. Like, this is a a horrible workaround when you don't know how to animate stuff. And I know this because... Me and my buddy John used to make a cartoon yeah. called Super Smash Brothers Donnybrook. And the hardest part of it was lip syncing. So, like, we quickly made the decision of, like, Mario doesn't have his, a mouth. His mustache just moves. And, like, maybe we can shoot it so, like, when Little Mac talks to Mega Man, Mega Man's shoulder can be in the way of Little Mac's mouth. And we could just shoot a still image. <laughs> or just draw a still image. I'm thinking in cameras. But uh, we see this trick a lot in this show. We do. Um, so then, like, 
Mari kind of leaves because she's annoyed at Go. She's jealous. And then she meets an elf named Lean. Yeah, Go runs away with his elf to, to hunt treasure. And another elf just appears. And then the next thing we establish is that Mari comes from money. Like, Mari's yeah. butler speaks to her and, like, asks her what she wants and says, like, oh, dinner will be ready. So then we establish that Mari is well off. Let, let's talk real quick about that butler. He's fun. He's very fun. He kind of has... <laughs> this is a, a very weird... His name uh, is Kanishi. Kanishi. This is a weird description, but I think it's the best way to get it to our audio audience with... The, he looks like he has more human looking Brock from Pokemon eyes. Yes. In that they are just slits, but they look more human and less like eyebrows like it does on Brock. I think it's because like Kanishi also has strong eyebrows too. So you know they're not eyebrows because you're like, oh, okay, he has eyebrows and then eyes. And then he also has kind of like under eye baggage a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So they kind of frame his. Eye slits a little bit better. That are always closed. And he is a giant man. Yes. He is extremely tall and has a delightful handlebar mustache. Yes. It is quite delightful. Um, and he's intense. Mm-hmm. His whole character is that he's intense. He's an intense gentleman. And I like him a lot. He's really fun. But then, so now we know Mari's money. And now I'm like, why are we uh, putting up with Go if we are wealthy? Uh, yeah. Why do you like Go? Like, we don't really get any reason Mari has an attachment to Go. Because the first time we see them, Go is an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then the second time we see them, Go is ignoring her in favor of Rain. Like, we don't really get enough of why Mari would be attached to Go. Mm-hmm. And, like, Go is not drawn to be attractive enough. Yeah, this is just... I know this is all anime. Anime tropes, like... The kind of, like, foolish protagonist that ends up surrounded by a harem of beautiful women is, like, the trope. Yeah, I know. Because I used to read manga in high school. Yeah. And, like, one of my favorites was Love Hina, which was that kind of trope. But he was, like, that protagonist was bumbling, but, like, a little more likable. Like, go isn't just bumbling. He's selfish. He's very self... That's the perfect word for it. He's very selfish. He's very self-involved. And, like, usually the bumbling anime protagonist is bumbling but well-meaning. Yeah. So, like, you can kind of see where the females in his life are just like, I love him. I have to take care of him because he's gonna kill himself by accident soon. Right. But, like, the protagonists are usually very good and kind to the women in their lives. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get like, oh, they're drawn to him because he's so sweet. Go's not even nice to Mari. Yeah. Like, in most of the two episodes, Go barely takes any notice of Mari. Yeah. So, um, we... Mari exists so he has a reason to say his goals out loud. Yeah. So we as the audience can learn what they are. And so that, like, lean... Um, so that Lean has someone to bounce off of as well. Lean is another fairy. We don't know much about her yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mari gives Lean a bath and melts her clothes off and then has to, like, make her a little outfit. 
Yeah, this is, that's another great anime trope of like, oh, I've accidentally ended up naked. And uh, there's, I forget what happens here, but they get into each other's faces and scream. I'm the one who's always played your little treasure hunt games ever since we were kids, and not just because we were neighbors. Uh, excuse me, lady. You never used to leave me behind. It was always you and me, go. But now that you've found that stupid elf, lady, you don't think you need me, but you really do. Hey, you ladies! Would you show up already? And my note here just says, oh, everyone's annoying. <laughs> yeah, there's no one that's not annoying in this. And we also, at this point, find out, uh, the next scene is us finding out what the grand plan is for Project Salamander. Yes, let's talk about Project Salamander. And if it sounds like we're jumping around a lot, it's not us. It's the show. Yeah, like, we meet, um, there's, oh my god, we actually, we totally forgot about Natsuki. Uh, Natsuki is... The sister of Go who has the mech. She is part of the uh, fire department. Right. Because there's no cops in this. The fire department is everything. Yes. And she gets approved to be part of the team investigating Project Salamander. After all, we do have our own way of, how shall I say, monitoring outrageous corporate activity. Hey, so does that mean they approve the investigation team? Bingo! This is the permission. Yes! Please, boss, please, you've got to let me be in charge. Oh. I can do it. I'm the man you want. Please, please. Well, I... Oh, come on. Yes, yes. Pretty please say yes. Oh. Just do it. Oh, fine. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. And she, like, kind of volunteers herself to be the head of the team, and let... she gets approved. It, it seems like fire department was, like, a mistranslation. It could have been. Because, like, she's really the National Guard. Yes, like she's very militarized in a way. Well, she ends up like commanding all these like soldiers in night vision goggles at one point. Like, yeah, like I said, very militarized fire department. Yeah, uh, I w- I need to mention that because that's going to be important for um, the rest Later. of the episode. Yeah. But Miyuki and Haruki, two of his sisters. Miyuki is the one we saw in the beginning. In the robe who, like, fights him. Right. And we don't see a lot of Miyuki after this. But we see her talking to the head of the person, the person who's the in charge of this plan to make the entire city they live in a theme park. Yes. And we find out where Mari's money comes from, because this is her daddy. Yes. Which is a really established trope of, like, the female lead is the daughter of the villain. Yeah. Um, Is he the villain? I think he's supposed to be. Really? (laughs) I think he's supposed to be. Okay. Um, There really isn't... This show had a villain? (laughs) I think he was going to be if the show had gone on any longer. Okay. Because we're not supposed to think the city becoming a theme park's a good thing. Okay. So, and that, what is a more classic villain thing than taking, like, a city and, like, developing it into a theme park? Yeah. Because, like, that's the Hey Arnold yeah. movie is, like, we're going to make, we're going to destroy the community center. Not the rec center. <laughs> that was, we were watching um, AEW and I told you Kenny Omega looked like um, the villain who's going to destroy the community center. Yes, yes. So, 
I'm not sure <laughs> if we're there. Excuse me if I'm jumping around. But uh, we actually have a moment where we find out that the blue-haired man can speak. Um, yes. We, uh, we find out that he, he collides with Mari. Yes. And speaks to Mari in perfect, normal language. Takuma, I didn't see you. My fault, entirely. Mari, my sweet, I love you. Ooh. And I was like, wait, is he talking? Or is, like, is this just us as the audience understanding him? What is happening? He does speak directly to Mari. He doesn't say my love, my heart to her. Mm-hmm. But he does, like, greet her and speak to her normally. And then the my love, my heart is when she walks away. Right. But we establish that he can speak normally. So why speak weird? Why have this character trait? Uh, my next note is, oh, hey, a dragon. Um, <laughs> right. So <laughs> try to explain what happened here. Good luck. So the garden that we started in. Yes. This is where Go and Princess Rain are headed. Yes. Because Go read in a book that there was something about a rock. Mm-hmm. And during the fight scene, a gigantic boulder was thrown at him. So he thinks it's that. So they're going to go investigate that. Meanwhile, the fire department is also descend- descending on this temple. Because there's also like an underground lair to the temple. Yep. Where this old man, who is a different old man from the one that fought him in the beginning. Yeah, this is Mari's father, the old man that's in here. Oh, this is Mari's father. Yes. Okay. He has like an underground military base. And I don't know, something happens. So and a dragon slash roller coaster comes out. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes is not the correct answer. Okay, to that. Let, let me finish. <laughs> like um, that's not what I want to hear. So we we established that Go refuses to call Rain Rain. He keeps calling her Elfie, and Rain can read the runes, and Go can't. But he can't understand her mm-hmm. when she tries to fix it, and so he thinks this rock is treasure. Yes, because it sign- glows. Yeah, but it's a signpost that says, look to the east. They symbols! I saw them in the scriptures at Tazarai! No, it's a sign! It's my language! The language of Panyura! Look! Here they are! It says, to the clever adventurer who will solve ancient salamander's mystery, this is the heartstone of salamander's treasure! Just follow the supreme guidance of Tazarai, and your long-awaited destiny shall be unveiled to you! I knew it! The stone itself is the hidden treasure! No, the stone is not the treasure. It says no one or this time look to the east. So I think that this is just a signpost. But he's so thrilled to be part of this mission with her. Right. Um, but they're not understanding each other this entire time. No. And so then this, he what he does is activates this roller coaster. Because Project Salamander is a fire dragon roller coaster. Because a salamander is a fire lizard. Um, and the dragon blows up the giant rock. It's not treasure. And uh, Natsuki sums up what happens when she reports to her boss by saying... Line. And then um, 
Mari is speaking with her elf, Lean, who announces that That's right! I came here to kill Rain, that bitch! Now that we're at an episode break. <laughs> because... This is intensely hard to follow. Lean has, has announced that she's going to try to kill Rain. So... What was the... How did they defeat the dragon roller coaster? God, what a question. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I Do you not remember or was it not clear? <laughs> I, it was probably not clear, to be honest. Like, nothing in this is done in a way that is easy to, uh, like, parse out. Yeah. You're kind of like, wait, what's going on? Okay, what? And it's clearly meant to be... Uh, it's supposed to be a comedy anime. Right. But they kind of don't want to worry about the like and comedy plots can and often are very thin yeah but this one's not even but like when it comes to anime anime is always a bit out there but usually by the end of the first episode you can sum it up in a sentence like it's about a boy who finds a notebook that if you write the name of that of a person in it they die death note it's about a boy He's a pirate. He can't swim, but he's super stretchy. One piece. It's about a girl whose cat tells her she's Princess of the Moon and she fights evil with her friends. Sailor Moon. Yeah, like simple elevator pitch, one sentence explanation. I have no idea what's going on by the end of the first episode. Like, I don't even know what the elevator pitch would be for it. Like my elevator pitch would start with, "Ah, I don't know, there's an elf. And there's a boy, and they're looking for treasure, and stuff happens. Yeah. And, like, there's already so many issues. So let's just, like, break the the stuff down. Okay. Uh, We have two characters that speak gibberish, but different gibberish. Yes. And we don't have a reason for it. Nope. Other than for jokes for why Go does something stupid... When we have Rain giving correct answers right behind him. Yeah, and like, Rain is more justified. Because you can be like, okay, she's from a different world. Mm-hmm. You, there's no reason for Takuma to be speaking in a completely so, different... So like, you could try to get that like elevator pitch of like, a boy is a treasure hunter with an elf. But because they speak a different language, he's confused about the instructions. Which is a decent little show, but, like, it's such a small part of the pie of all the things that are happening with the roller coaster and the fire department. And Mm. the choice to make all of Go's sisters to go the Officer Jenny route, where they all look identical, but not the Officer Jenny route of, like, they serve the same purpose. Yeah, like... Having Natsuki, Haruki, and Miyuki... All be different, distinct characters. And we haven't even gotten into any of the other ones we've met that we meet during the series. During the second episode. Um, But having them all look identical, it means that, like, if they change costumes, you no longer know who it is. It's extremely confusing. Yeah. They don't wear their hair substantially differently. It's not like one has short hair and one has long hair. Like, they're identical. And there's not really a good reason for there to be... Yeah, like, with Pokemon, like, with Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy, it's just, like, 
Every city has one of these identical sisters who is a cop or a nurse that basically has the same personality and does the same job. Every one of Go's sisters is a different character with different wants and like a different job to the point that two of them are technically at odds. Yeah, which we never just like we never see any of his sisters interact with one another. We don't really get their importance to like family. I know they're Go's sisters mostly because I had to look up character names. Yet, yeah, like in the first episode, they're never seen living in the same house. No. Like, had you not researched that that was his sister, I would have never picked it up from the show. Had I not done research, we wouldn't have been able to make this show a podcast. Like, I'm dead serious. Accurate. Um, I, we would not have been able to deliver a coherent product. Episode two. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because, <laughs> like, there's still a few things I want to bring up about the first episode before we move on. Is... I, I want to express to our audience that we have spent a lot of time explaining that a lot of stuff happens. Yes. I want you to understand how much of that stuff that happened was expressed through single image frames with people with their mouth covered. Which works for me because a lot of the time I'm trying to take notes so for this to be half audio drama kind of works for me. Uh, and they also they do this uh, trope with anime a lot too, which is another, like, it's a better way to hide it. The sister that is part of the fire department is screaming a lot. So her mouth gets real big and you see lots of teeth as she, like, screams into, like, a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Since that's all you're seeing is this, like, sharp mouth opening and closing, it doesn't have to link to the words she is saying. Yeah. Yeah. So she spends a lot of this screaming at her agents in the field in the fire department, dealing with the roller coaster dragon that is unleashed on the city. Okay. Now we can start episode two. So... It's, uh, we get to, like, Rain's voice changes and has gone much higher. Yes! What is that? Is it a different actress? Or is it just a change? I don't know. It was just... <laughs> like, I couldn't... I, I didn't look. Okay. Um, I was so frustrated by this. Uh, and then we, we realized that Beef Scallion must be a phrase that we see. Because both gibberish characters use Beef Scallion. Beef scallion. Yeah. It doesn't even make... It's like not a thing. A beef... Because a scallion is an onion. I mean, it's a dish. Oh, okay. Like it's a food. Um, Because the next thing that happens is that Rain like... Rain kind of gets Go to like calm down by convincing him to like go get something to eat. So for too long, we get a montage of him singing, we're going home for noodles. Rain convinces him? Because at this point, they still don't speak the same language. No, they, they can, though. They, like, occasionally they understand each other. Because I know that there's a scene, and I, I wasn't sure if it happened in the first episode or the second, where Rain suddenly glows. And when she glows, all of a sudden they can understand each other. Right, but occasionally, like... Stop trying to make this make sense. Okay, you're right. You are 100% right. Um, 
Because then we, like, shoot over to Mari and Lean. And this is when they wake up together. And mm-hmm. we establish that three days have gone by since the salamander incident. No one has seen Go. Nobody has. The characters did not interact with each other during those three days. And Lean has slept for three days and doesn't recognize Mari. Because Mari's not wearing her glasses at first. <laughs> so I guess in three days you never took them off? Well, Lean's been asleep. Oh, that's right. Lean slept the three days. Mari didn't. Right. Mari's been living. Lean's just exhausted. Mari made her pajamas, which means Mari, like, dressed this naked fairy. <laughs> and we're all cool with um, I do have a note with, like, Lean and Mari bickering about, like, Mari going, like, why do you want to kill Rain? And Lean's like, um, um, and I was like, relatable. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Um... Oh, good. In my notes, I literally mix up which sister is talking. Oh, it doesn't matter. Because we do this. The next thing we see is Takuma giving a speech. The two things we note in this speech is that he says the first phrase in the Necronomicon, which you pick up. Everyone, Batu Barara Niktu Koji Cesario Simpson Lanel, Belgos Pur Mushimpir Vladlock. Yes, he says uh, Klaatu Ferrado Niktu is the beginning of his speech, which is from Army of Darkness. It's the words you're supposed to say before you grab the Necronomicon, which is also a reference to War of the Worlds. Day, the Day the Earth Stood Still? The Day the Earth World Stood Still. Because Klaatu is the Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, excuse me. Um, uh, so, like, that was just a weird thing that was thrown in there. But The other thing he says that we pick up on is Wallace and Gromit. Yes! Now, this was produced in 95, which means they're just throwing contemporary pop culture references in. Yeah. Because, like, Army of Darkness is was a 1993 release, and Wallace and Gromit was, like, coming to, uh, was kind of, like, coming into prominence in the late 80s to early 90s. It's as if... This was made today, and I was doing a gibberish speech. And it, I just got up there and went, like, Kanye, Survivor, I've never seen two pretty best friends. Yeah. But, like, I, I just pulled up the UK release date for the wrong trousers. And it's also 1993. Which means, like, when they were doing this, because if this was released in... 1995, they were writing this in 93. Right. So, like, they were using what at the time felt contemporary. Because we've established that, you know, they write animated series roughly two years in advance. Because we just watched Animaniacs. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned multiple times that they were writing it in 2018. Yeah. For the 2020 release. So, I thought that was like, oh, it's about the same turnover. That's fun. Um, Haruki understands him. He's speaking in front of a crowd. And when he finishes... She applauds wildly. And no one else understands. Yeah, like, it's kind of trying to give this impression that, like, he is so charismatic that even though no one understands him, that people will care. Yeah. But really only she feels that way and the rest of the crowd is just confused because he just yelled gibberish for three minutes. Hey, do you know why my next note is fart french fries? No, I certainly don't know why your next note is fart french fries. Ah, damn. 
Uh, I'm gonna guess it's something Rain or Lean says. Because uh, I have Rain and Goo have been missing for three days. Go have been missing for three days. Um, and then it must be uh, Lean and Mari talking because mm. uh, Mari goes on like, he's serious, he's honest, he's smart. None of which are things we've seen Go be. No! He, we de- definitely not smart. And Lean is like, no, he sucks. And I was like, yeah. relatable. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Lean, like, pretty transparently has a thing for Rain. Yeah. Like, she says something that you're like, oh, they're... It's a lover's quarrel. Oh, she has feelings for Rain and is looking for her because she has feelings for her. And then um, Go tries to go back to his parents' house. And outside of his parents' house is a photo shoot for Kazuki, Yuki, and Saki. Three more of Go's sisters who are in a successful band. They've just finished a world tour. Yeah, so they're like, they're kind of like a Josie and the Pussycats. And this kind of style reminds me of FLCL, where like, out of nowhere, it kind of looks like an album cover. Yes. And Go's just like animated doing stuff. On top of this album cover look. Yes. We never see these sisters again in this series, right? We do not. Like, I understand that there was supposed to be more episodes, but this feels so unnecessary to be like, yeah, there's a bunch of other sisters that are in a band. Again, just being like, why make them identical sisters that all have very different wants and needs and goals and personalities? To me, it feels like they're trying to establish a ton of characters um, so that if the show was a long runner, they'd have all of these people who exist already. Oh, could, I forgot something very important. At the end, of, towards the end of the first episode, Rain says something like, we're going to find the four hearts, right? Yeah. So there is some sort of goal. Yeah. That she is looking for, but it is unclear to us as the audience. You're totally right. Um, it, it, it's not important to the show, so it kind of gets glossed over. <laughs> it would have been, maybe? So then, like, goes on his bike, and he goes up a, by a car, and it's the limousine that Mari is riding in. And she straight up throttles him out the window. Yeah, she tries to kill him. And you kind of don't blame her? I mean, like, think about it like she's in a motorized vehicle. He is on a bicycle. And she reaches out and grabs him by the throat. Like, he could very easily die. But he sucks. But he sucks, so who cares? Um, And she kind of implies that, like, today is special and is annoyed that Go doesn't really... That he's not cognizant of it? Because it's her birthday. Well, we don't know that yet. You and I successfully guessed it's her yes. birthday. And the only person who seems to acknowledge that it's her birthday is Takuma, the blue-haired vain yes. guy. Who, to get Mari's affection and attention, has ordered every rose in Japan and has made a... Um, a, kind of like something she can see from the chairlift and from... They're, they're going to this bathhouse because Mari loves bathhouses because we have to make sure everyone's naked. Get naked. Um, there's a observatory bathhouse 
Oh my god. We got we gotta talk about that visual image. We'll get there when But we'll get there. He's making like a message of love out of flowers. This is like happy can, birthday, Mari, I love you. That she can see when she's high up in the air looking down from this bathhouse. Yes. And Go is now like in the car with them, and Go and Mari are arguing, and Haruki, who works for Mari's father and is Go's sister, is kind of like scolding Go. Right. And we have, you know, Lean kicking Go in the face, Go is being annoying, and then Lean and like Lean and Rain are starting to have their own fight until Go grabs Lena or grabs Lean. Yes, because he gets excited because now he has a second fairy. Because never mind that it's Mari's fairy. It's Go's second fairy now. Yeah, I don't think he's ever cognizant of that. He sucks. But he does suck. Because she is saying... Let's also talk about how Lean and Mari understand each other immediately. Yes. <laughs> Lean and Mari never have a language barrier. There is never this weird language barrier. Yeah, like, they're they're kind of likable together. Like, yeah. Lean is... I'd like the show to be about them. Yeah, like, Lean's a little bit of a bae. Mm-hmm. And Mari's kind of just, like... Lean is, like, the friend I am to some of my friends. Where, like, it's your friend who you're like, my boyfriend's doing this. And your friend who goes, he sucks! That's me to a lot of my friends. Or at least was in younger <laughs> years before everybody got old and married. Like... That friend who's going to tell you your crush sucks is a valuable friend. I was like, I would really like to watch, you know, Lean teach Mari to live her best life instead of this crap. Now, because Go had a plan to find treasure that he was trying to tell Mari about. Yeah. Uh, But now he has a second fairy, so he's super into it. And then Lean, Rain is unconscious for a reason? Not yet. No? Not yet. That's not yet? Okay. Uh, What happens now is... Uh, Mari has finally had enough, and she asks Kanishi to call, throw Go out when they arrive at the uh, when they arrive at the bathhouse. Okay. So Kanishi kicks Go out because Go is upsetting Mari, who is the heiress and wealthy, and like you know, Kanishi is her uh, her boss. She's Kanishi's boss, rather. So, or so she's like, okay, okay, get rid of him. And Konishi's like, ha ha! And does. And Go on his way out is tearing around and ruins Takuma's message to her. Yes, because he's running so fast. And I want to talk about how Takuma is speaking English this whole time. Yes. He's not speaking weird gibberish American anymore. Because he's... He's just dancing like, Today is Mari's birthday. I'm gonna tell her in my own little way. At the top of Phoenix Mountain. The bath Mari's in will come out and it's called the Red Phoenix and I must say it's the smartest thing that I've thought of today. What Mari sees when she's above the trees is going to bring her to her pretty little knees. That's right, y'all. I bought every rose in Japan just to prove to the little girl that I'm her man. Oh, yeah. This is it, my good friends. It's the message I wanted to send. Roses all, it's her wake up call so we can quit play let's pretend. Huh. I'm so cool, I'm so smart, I'm so cool, I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah, he sings his whole song with a dance. Because I guess it's his inner monologue, because he's not speaking to anyone at this point. Right, this is so confusing. 
And so now they're kind of all two by two on what looks like a chair ski lift. Okay, let's talk about this, like, to make this a little bit clearer. Yeah, they're not on the um, thing yet. They're all in a bathhouse. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then the bathhouse becomes a mechanical bird. And I am so sorry if you were listening to this and did not watch this, just so you know. Then these, like, orbs come and they scoop up the people in the bathhouse in pairs and kind of seal them in this orb with the water and then suspend them on the wings of the mechanical bird so that, that they can see the whole town in this clear semi-filled with water orb, and they're naked. Yep. So they're just naked and suspended. (laughs) This is a nightmare for me. Yeah, like I can't imagine this is something a lot of uh, Western audiences would be like, yeah, I'm down for this. Mm -hmm. But we only see two female characters in it. And 1990s anime especially was very um, male-focused. Yes. So this was definitely male fantasy. But it's one of his sisters. One of Go's sisters. Yeah, but the audience member's not related to her. That's true. The audience member might not be identifying with Go. They might just be like, hot pink-haired girl and hot glasses girl. Yeah. So Haruki is kind of just talking to Mari, and we kind of get the... uh, we, We get the impression... That Haruki has feelings for Takuma. Yes. Because Haruki, uh, but Haruki's kind of doing the "I want my beloved to be happy." Right. So she wants Takuma to get Mari because that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And Mari's kind of dismissive. She's like, "He's cute, but he's not my type." Because she's so in love with Go. So clearly, her type isn't makes a big gesture to make her happy. It is a giant bee hole on her birthday. Mm-hmm. That's her type. Um. So then, like, then Go has Lean with him. Go has managed to apprehend Lean on right. his way and has run off with her. And then uh, Lean, like, Rain, like, smacks her head in a tree. This is when... Yeah, she's unconscious. And then Lean just starts making out with Rain. But, like, Go is mid-sentence, and it's just like, well, we need to go, ooh. Like, the fact that they start making out totally derails his thought. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. So then, like, there's this very weird sequence with the uh, observation. Something has malfunctioned in the Phoenix, which is what this bath, this mobile bathhouse is called. Yes. Something is malfunctioning. We see the control room, and everyone who works in the control room are naked women. Yes. And, like, the control room is, like, waist-deep water. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, not? that's what I want in my control room that's full of electronics. Um, Takuma fixes, and then, the like, three or four times over the episode, something happens. The message gets messed up, and Takuma fixes it. And, uh... There's this weird, awkward sequence with the observation thing of, like, one the ball that uh, Haruki and Mari are in gets, like, launched into the air. 
Right, well, that's because Go realizes that Mari is a nymph. He's part. She's part of the prophecy. That she's part of this when prophecy. When the phoenix flies, give the flower to the gentle nymph. So Go's put it together like, oh, that's the phoenix. The gentle nymph must be... Uh, Mari, so she, so Go ends up destroying the flower message again, getting a flower, and ends up on the orb that they're in, detaching it from the the phoenix and Mm -hmm. rolling down a mountain. Yes. So we do get a shot of like Mari and Go's sister naked in a water orb. Just flailing about as they tumble down a mountain. <laughs> yes. And Go tries to give Mari the... We see this thing. Mari starts to glow because she's the nymph. Yeah. And anytime like they get a little closer to whatever the prophecy and whatever the mystery of the show is, somebody glows. Somebody glows. Um, so then we see this nice, like very anime shot of like Mari surrounded by the falling flowers from Takuma's message. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Go gives her the flowers and says out loud in a voice that doesn't sound like him, when the phoenix flies, you give the flower to the gentle nymph. When the phoenix flies, you should give a flower to the gentle nymph. So said the one-inch priest. I now know what my true treasure is. Go, you remember. Of course. Yes. And he sounds... Almost romantic and charming. Yeah, but Mari kind of interprets it of like, this is because it's my birthday. Yeah. And And it's not. It's entirely selfish from Go. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, your birthday. And I'm like, I hate him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Haruki passes out. Yeah. Just passes out. And the last thing we see is that first we see like just a long shot of the bubble hurtling through the air with water flying out and mm-hmm. Go still standing there. And then the butler thanks you and hopes you've had a delightful adventure. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you for supporting Elf Princess Rain and hope that you have had a delightful adventure. Go is currently in the process of hunting many hidden treasures from the audience that might be premiered in our next exciting episode. The release of Volume 3 will depend entirely on your most generous and hearty support of Elf Princess Rain. The next volume will be interesting indeed. And then we see them still flying through the air, but now there's no water in it. Yeah. It's just like the same shot, but no water. Mm-hmm. Because it's just still happening. And then he shows you a preview of what uh, Volume 3 would look like. Yeah, and asks you to like continue to support Elf Princess Rain if you want more episodes. Yeah, and the next volume will be interesting indeed. And it's kind of... It, this is Kanishi just kind of pressuring you to buy the DVD or the, the, the VHS because it's 1995. And he says, like, the release date of Episode 3 has not yet been confirmed. Yeah, and then he screams. Yeah. And then he's just, Bwah! And that's it. So you gotta figure, like, if you were watching this on VHS, and, like, for those of you who are a shade younger than we are, uh, you would buy a half-hour show on a VHS back then. Mm-hmm. Like, it hardly seems worth it now. 
Well, yeah, I'm curious because I remember there being credits after the second episode, but not the first. There were credits after the first. Was there? Okay. Yes. I was wondering if these were packaged like together. I do not believe they were. Okay. Uh, they were released about, in my recollection, they were released about a month apart. Because like, one thing that we missed yeah. in, in describing episode two Episode 2 has a lot of reused footage from episode 1. Yes. Because there is a shot of Go's sister from the fire department screaming, and it's that, like, sharped mouth talking that I talked about. Yeah. With different dialogue, meant to express, like, this is a different scene on a different day, but it is the same animation, just reused. This is so cheaply done. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, And so our last, like, scene is being told to support Elf Princess Rain while Go is with Mari and his sister naked a mile and a half away from where their clothes would be. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I was actually just, like, looking at because I found a version of it online. Um, on VHS in the United States, it was released as one tape, but it also lists 2000 as the, uh, release date on this, uh, eBay listing. So that's when it made its way to America? Uh, no, I think this might have just been a release five years later. Oh, You know, these things were re-released and re-released and Mm -hmm. re-released. Uh, it's very possible that there's not, that I just can't happen to find a VHS from 1995. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, believe it or not, that is it. <laughs> yeah, it was a train wreck. Uh, any other bits of information about this show that you need to bring up? Uh, I do not have anything else I would like to discuss in regard to this show. Um, so, I guess we, it's verdict time? Sure. Uh, so, as confusing and as like insane as this was... I had a really good time watching it, like, weirdly. Like, I wouldn't say that I cared about the plots or any of the characters, but, like, damn that I enjoy watching this. I I think this is one of those situations where doing this show damaged my ability to enjoy it. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to have to then try to freaking explain it to people. And because I'm usually the one who takes notes, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to have to be the person who had to freaking explain this. Yeah. And we tried. Uh, Man, did we try. Which means that, like, I was going to enjoy it less. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I couldn't just kind of sit here and laugh and let it wash over me. I had to try to, like, look up, uh, look up character names and figure stuff out. So, what what is your verdict, then? Um... I would call this a stay doomed, uh, purely because if I ever had to watch another one, I'd then have to try to freaking explain it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I I would say that I enjoyed watching this, but if they were like, "Yo, there's a new episode. Do you want to watch it?" I'd be like, "No, it's fine. It is what it is." So I'm gonna go stay doomed on this as well. Yeah, like I don't want more. I didn't like understand the time I spent with it, but I didn't 
have a bad time with my time spent with it. It also, like, didn't feel like it was going much of anywhere. Yeah. It just... It, it constantly felt like stuff was happening. And, like, it's inconsistent. Like, in the first episode, Go's an idiot. But in the second episode, Go does the correct thing for the prophecy. Like... Yeah. It's... I, I don't understand any of the choices made here. It's it's all over the place. Yeah. So maybe maybe in the future we'll do a good anime. Yeah. Yeah. What we'll watch next week, Lara? Next week we are watching a web series. I think this might be our first. This will be our first web series. Yeah, I'm not counting Escape the Night as a web series just because it was. Uh, <laughs> You're right. We did already do four web series. <laughs> I'm not going to count Escape the Night because Escape the Night had a lot of corporate backing. Yeah. This is more of a web series in the vein of what YouTube was designed for originally. Yes. Of like homegrown content. Mm-hmm. And we are doing Dungeon Crawlers. Yes, by my friend Uncle Yo. Which is about the secret life of NPCs in your favorite dungeon. Yes. So be sure to check that out. Links are, of course, below. Uh... We do have a Patreon. We're not really using it. Wait until the new year, really, to join it. But yeah. it exists so that we can have the domain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doom. And if you have any idea what the hell happened in Elf Princess Reign, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. And if you can tell any of Go's sisters apart, I'm at Stay Doomed. Until next time, stay doomed.